Hey After Buzzers, welcome to an all new Twin Peaks After Show here at After Buzz TV. Tonight we're going to be breaking down Season 3, Part 12. Audrey Horn is back and I am so excited. We have a lot to talk about, so stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hello again, you beautiful AfterBuzzers. Thank you so much for tuning in to our Twin Peaks After Show here at AfterBuzz TV. I am your host, Sam Davidson. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sam43. I hope you enjoy this song, because I think it's hilarious. Lex, on the I am. like We could have opened with the chromatic song to close this episode, yeah. but in a world where we finally started to unpack the Blue Rose mythology a little bit more, this did seem only fitting. Hello, I am, I am Lex Michael. That's who I am. And I am all over social media at the Lex Michael. And I'm Michael Shirley. I'm super glad to be back with you guys, back from my vacation Yay. in Chicago, and I'm wearing my old alma mater t-shirt. Hell yeah. Super exciting to go back to Chicago. Shout out to all you Chicagoans out there watching. Chicagoans! Hey, and shout out to all you Hoosiers out there. I'm from Indiana, next to <laughs> Chicago. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Lisa Mason Lee, and you can find me everywhere at Lisa Mason Lee, and I am in the chat. Let's get talking. Guys, this episode, for me, I think I I wasn't ever going to give up. You know, I have to do this for the, the rest of the season. But if Audrey wasn't in this one, and I've said this for the past, like, three episodes. I'm like, I swear to God. Class action lawsuit. If Audrey's not in this episode. False advertising. And they put her on, collective you know, trauma. the cover of Entertainment Weekly with the whole Twin yeah. Peaks thing. And they featured her. If she's not in this, I was going to be pissed. So essentially, so we are at twelve now. So she, it was it was time. Yeah. Um. Yes. They were holding out on us. They knew that we wanted to see her. I will say right up top, and I wanted to get everyone's take on this before we delve into <laughs> the specifics of the episode. So, r- real quick, how did you guys feel about this this part, part twelve overall? Because I thought in a weirdly meta way this might be the funniest episode we've had to date and by that I mean I don't know if you guys were following the social media conversation about part 12 before it aired but people seem to be hyping it more so even than they were hyping part 8 before it aired now maybe they were just referring to some of the details we got about Blue Rose the return finally of Audrey Horn but given how heavily it was hyped this episode feels to me very much like a massive intentional troll job on the part of David Lynch <laughs> in, a way that, in a way that I genuinely enjoyed because it felt it really did feel so very intentional to me but I wanted to get your guys take on that and the pacing of this episode and how information was doled out a little bit like right off the bat before we jumped in. So I'll just say I'm an easy target and um, I like look at everyone I was like aliens, 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 why is everyone acting so crazy? Aliens. And I think I'm probably about half right. Oh, I think you're definitely probably more than half right. But, okay, my interpretation on the aliens, who are aliens and how they are jumping into these bodies... Jump, body jumping is what I, I okay I, I'm I'm skipping ahead but what do you guys think I've been trying not to pay much attention to social media because I don't uh, as you guys know I like watching the show right before I come in here yeah so it's just like all super fresh and I don't know I I, I didn't I didn't 
I thought Audrey would have to come back this episode, especially with all the things that happened. Like Were you going to throw a bitch her... fit too? <laughs> we literally held each other for like 30 seconds. And I also we will say, like... I made a noise I don't think I've ever made in my life. You were yeah. looking down at your computer and I was like, Audrey. And you Audrey. were like, hello. And I, I was you, like, without. <laughs> Oh, was that it? I was going to say, yeah. like, could you describe you the noise it? to me? But you actually just replicated it. Yep. And I held him during it. And I was like, <laughs> I did. I legit stood straight up from where I was. I was sitting on the edge of my couch already. And I legit stood straight up into the air. But I love, too, I love how disinterested David Lynch seems to be with fan service. Because we've been waiting, like everyone has, all mm-hmm. season for Audrey Horn to finally appear. And it's been built up and built up and built up. And we just casually cut to her. And what there she you? is. I felt relief from Audrey. But what I really felt relief from was when they discussed more in depth about Blue Rose. Yeah, I, right see, I felt I like yes. Lex was going to be. Yeah. All the literal yes. conversation about it and the invite. And, and right, and right talking, up top. Yeah, it was just it really oh. got me. Hence our opening song. And also, hence, our first scene we're going to talk about, which is the Tammy, Gordon, Albert, Diane of it all. So there is so much in this scene. Mm-hmm. I wish I could have watched it 10 big, million big times. I watched, yeah, I watched this scene twice to make sure that I got all of the information. And, of course, we referenced pro- uh, Project Blue Book, which we talk about pretty extensively in the book Secret History of Twin Peaks. And we tie it into where the Blue Rose program came from. We got a vague origin of the term, not... Specific. We don't know who said it uh, in what case, but it's something that a woman said in one of the cases that got that designation. And then we finally got a reference to Chet Desmond. A full list of personnel. Yes. Yeah, so we Philip Jeffries again. We name check, and then we didn't we didn't reference Wyndham Earl, which I thought was interesting. But we referenced, of course, Dale Cooper again and Chet Desmond. And Albert has a moment where he, he makes a point of saying to Tammy. Uh, you notice I'm the only one of these people who hasn't disappeared <laughs> mysteriously. And in the same episode where I know it was maybe Gordon responding to Albert, not l- even cracking a smile at any of his jokes. But in the same episode, Gordon places his hand on Albert's shoulder and says, <laughs> you know, Albert, sometimes I worry about you. <laughs> in the same episode where Albert points out he's the only one not to mysteriously vanish. I will admit it made me ever so slightly nervous for Albert's well-being. Oh, 100%. I, in that scene... You looked at me and you said, one of them are going to die. Yeah, that is what I said. (laughs) Wow. I think it's Albert, because Tammy's so new, you know, and she's written so much in the secret history of Twin Peaks. very suspicious of Tammy a couple episodes ago. Yeah, same. What kind of suspicious? I don't know. I didn't trust her. her. I did not trust her. Really? They they said they were watching her since she was in college and in Quantico and everything. Mm, She was just so needy about having to be in the boys club I felt like I was like "Mm." but I feel like they drug her into the boys club they dragged her oh okay oh my god maybe that was a Freudian slip (laughs) they drugged her into into the the boys club club. (laughs) well I don't know she has just a totally different personality than Diane where she can like totally hold her own with everyone she sure can she's smart I mean Diane is too but Diane is just mm-hmm. over it. She just, <laughs> yeah, my she entire is. life has been completely messed up by whatever this is, and she's angry, mm-hmm. and she wants to find the truth. I wonder if Diane used to be like Tammy a little bit. Because I was saying, I just had this weird little, feeling yeah, about probably. Diane. Like, what was she like before she all these events happened to her, you know? I feel like similar, but you probably do? a little less jaded. Mm-hmm. Probably less mad, less profanity. Mm-hmm. I would say didn't want to like immediately cuss out everybody for everything. Mm. But again, it's like we still don't know what happened. And I, I'm i still not totally 
convinced that what we're seeing is exactly what we think we're seeing. Yes, it is entirely possible that Diane is as dirty as she seems, and I feel it like... It could be a red herring. I don't think feel she's like, yeah. dirty at all. Right, there could be... I don't know. Don't you think... There was a part of my brain tonight, is, and we're gonna, I guess, skip around in this moment just a little bit, where later, when Albert comes to Gordon and says, you know, we intercepted more of these texts... Don't, isn't it conceivable that Diane has worked with and known these men long enough that she might figure they they could track these texts somehow? Right. Now, it's entirely possible that she's like a, a quintuple agent, and she's... I was, think, <laughs> I was thinking that. Like, she could be, like, a spying for so it's like, them in this weird way. Right. Yeah. Maybe she's selling them out, but maybe she's texting with Mr. C because she knows they can track it. Maybe she knows they can track it, so they're texting in code, and she's... Who knows where Diane's true allegiance they're is They're texting right. in code. Who knows? It rhymes. I mean, honestly. Right. It's, it's a slam rhyme. Uh, but okay, so Diane, right? Yes. Diane is on her way, and we see that in the room that they're occupying, we have those red curtains. Yes, we see that. Again, I have this crazy theory, and I know a bunch of you guys are... What is it, aliens? Okay. <laughs> aliens. But what we were talking about just before we jumped he, on he Mike... He won't even let me talk about aliens. They're like, shut up about the it's aliens. Okay. No, but I'm with you. I, I, I'm with you on the I aliens. I believe. I believe. Even, even if we don't see a, a mothership descend over the town of Twin Peaks, yeah. we've been nodding towards aliens of some kind since the first Red Room sequence. If you go back and watch it, if you look at the curtain behind Cooper and the arm... There is a little, what looks like a triangular-looking saucer-type yeah. thing uh, in shadow, in silhouette, that floats behind them. And with the map that Hawk was looking at, and he's yes. like, what's that? And he's like, you don't want to know what that is. I really liked mm-hmm. that part. And that was clearly like supposed to be like an alien spaceship. A little right. space invader yeah. guy. And it could be aliens in like the, the X-Files, you know, little green or gray men sense, or it could be aliens in the sense of just alien to this plane of existence. Right, could be on another frequency. Well, on that note, though, Let's get into Sarah Palmer because oh, I think that. Damn. Okay, here's my theory: is that certain people are being ta- like aliens are getting in their bodies, and <laughs> no. okay, what you think Sarah Palmer was just acting completely normal? She has been losing her mind since Laura died, and I think this just shows what you know 25 years can do to and somebody. And living with being married to Bob in a sense, yeah, 25, yeah. 25 years plus like of incredible trauma, but also yeah. we see how heavily she's probably drinking. Like we know now, uh, yeah. uh, two parts Bloody Mary mix, <laughs> three to, parts to three vodka. parts vodka. Um, obviously, that's taken its toll. But you know, we all we also know from the original show that Sarah is a seer, and Sarah is very much connected to whatever it is these spirits are doing, for better yes. or worse. I think it's very telling when she has this moment where she stares into the turkey jerky. We hear the same bit of score that has the electrical interference sound in mm-hmm. it from Firewalk With Me that we did hear earlier in the episode when we get the line, let's rock, from Diane. We hear that Firewalk With Me electrical interference score as well. So I felt like that was meant to indicate that she's having... Se- Maybe she's just losing her mind and she's really into the turkey jerky. But I feel like she was having like some type of... Yeah, some type. Who For all we know, maybe turkey jerky has a similar... Like, kind of like symbol- corn. Right, like a similar <laughs> symbolic significance to corn and we just don't know what I it like is I like how they went into that, you know, for any of the people that really weren't quite sure what was up with all the corn. But they fully fleshed that out for everybody. And I love, too, this girl who's at the, the cashier when Sarah finally starts... And it seems like she's being overcome with something 
something, but is able to, if only by talking to herself in the third person, is able to talk herself down and get herself out to the car. And I love this girl going... What? I don't think it's her talking to herself in the third person. It I mean, a, it is. You think she's talking to aliens? But, no, okay. I know it sounds crazy, and I'm not even going to look at the comments for this week because <laughs> they're going to go wild. Uh, <laughs> like, this girl's the biggest moron I've ever seen in my life. I love you. But, we think you're swell. Oh, that's nice, Lex. Um, <laughs> but really, though, did you not feel as though she was being taken over? The, the moment I thought she was being taken over by somebody else was when Hawk came to her house. I thought she was back to herself, is how I felt. But it was something's, coming out. Oh, something's going think, on in her I house. Just think she's, in the kitchen. Right, the specifically rattle. in the kitchen. And I well, love, I, yeah, I wondered what that was. Well, I'd love, too, that whole sequence where Hawk comes to visit her, because as we pull up to the house, we get that shot before we even see the interior shot of the fan. We get the exterior of the, the fan through the window, almost like it's a spectral figure peering out of the house. Because we know when we cut to the ceiling fan in the Palmer house in Twin Peaks, it means bad. News. <laughs> I love that it seems a little bit like it's peeking out of the house at Hawk as he's approaching. But yeah, something's something's up. Something's up in the house. Yeah, that that was not Sarah. Sarah, like what? she she was literally muttering. She's like, no, I'm fine. Oh, see, I feel like it was Sarah, if only because Hawk was trying to play very, very nice, very friendly, very non, we don't want to confront it immediately. And he right. says, you know, I saw some old cases yeah. and it made me think of you. And Sarah's immediate like, cut the shit. I know why you're here. That felt very much like, like, like Sarah to me. She's in and out of reality, kind of. And lifelong alcoholics are kind of like that, right? I feel like, like I feel like on a yeah, on a non demonic day, yeah. I feel like Sarah is <laughs> probably a little a little touch and go after so many years of incredible trauma yeah. and but tragedy and drinking. You guys, not this. There's a reason that she went to all of this, and it's because she went crazy in the first place. Because AK, like she was married to Bob the Devil, and then he yes. uh, went into her daughter. And of okay. course, that will drive anybody Ew. to alcoholism. Oh, we're like, but he, oh, I, I mean, I'm sorry. Did you guys gross. see Firewalk with me? He actually did. He, he did, and it's true. It's, it's you're not, not a lie. you're not wrong. Oh. Um, but but I do agree. I think more in the scene in the store than the scene at the house. She absolutely is being acted upon by some type of external force. Which again, I think she feels what's going on around her. I don't know that they could control her though. I don't know about control, but we saw the final episode of season two where uh, Jacoby brings her into the double R to meet with Major Briggs because somehow the the lodge is communicating through her. And that's how Briggs finds out that Cooper is, is in the lodge. Of course, as we now know, died before he could make any use of that information, apparently. But we know that she she's a, a vessel of sorts, or a potentially a vessel. Is we it know like that in she, their blood? Yeah, I'm not sure. Certain characters in town, right? We know that certain we characters are more in tune with... Could go it. back to the, when that about four or five episodes when that what did we call it like the fly frog weird thing yes. like yes. it could be something in their family who knows it's a really bad disease and it is, uh, it seems very unpleasant <laughs> I hope no no one ever gets it okay next I definitely want to talk about Carl for a moment it was a very brief scene but was I wonderful feels though it was important. And also, he seems like the best dude ever. <laughs> so this guy, I think it's Driscoll was his name. And am I wrong? The 
I the actually man who needed out. some help. I needed to. Yeah. I I checked the credits for a couple of character names, and it, I completely spaced on checking for his specific character name. Yeah. So you know he's been doing a lot of work at the trailer park and deserves a lot. And he, I think, has witnessed something in some way. I feel as though he is also influenced. It could be it, that could be, and it could also be he's just an odd, and really odd, nice man. But what really st- struck me, su- 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 struck me in this scene was. Once again, this big display of heart and humanity from mm-hmm. Carl. And we got a moment, and I, I really started to notice for the first time, I feel like parts of what we're seeing this season are a bit of uh, a Lynch Frost commentary on the state of our nation and our world as it currently exists. Really? Whether, it's, whether it's Carl telling, let's call him Driscoll, mm-hmm. until we actually figure out whether or not that's I his name. I, I'm kind of close. Whether, whether he's <laughs> saying explicitly, I don't feel like anyone should have to sell their blood to eat. Or whether, yes, even though uh, Dr. Doctor Amp, as he now calls himself, yes, he's very uh, angrily, uh, effusively railing against the powers that be, but for things where if you're listening to what he's saying, yes, there it's a little bit like, just walk it back a little bit, take some deep breaths, Dr. Amp. But I wonder how much of that is Lynch and Frost angrily speaking through that character. Then something else I noticed tonight was when they, when Hutch and Chantal... Mm-hmm. Whack Warden Murphy, and yes. his son immediately comes out and sees his dad shot dead on their porch. Started to think back over the season how many times that we've watched children either witness truly awful, vile, dark things or be a direct victim. And I wonder how much of that, coupled with some of these other things I'm starting to notice, is commentary in itself about how how long can innocence be preserved in a world this dark and cruel and mm. twisted at times. You're getting deep, That's Lex. deep, Lex. But I, I like wonder, it. I'm, I really started to notice it, really started to notice it tonight because I saw, there were a couple of scenes right in a row where I felt like we were starting to hit some of these ideas. Now, I'm sure if I asked David Lynch, his answer would be some version of, <laughs> well, if you see that, that's very nice for you. No, I think he would say, do you want to make a table? <laughs> I'd say, yeah, yes, yeah. do you want to make a table with I, me? I guess the person to ask is Mark Frost because he seems to give out tidbits on Twitter. His tidbits are always, though, like, we'll tell you eventually. And who knows if that's actually true? But well, I guess I guess he re- somebody tweeted him about Carl being a uh, bookhouse boy, and Mark replied, or, "What he was like one of the originals, yeah." yeah. So that was kind well, of well. I think they've been setting Carl up as kind of this messiah figure. Like he sees the boy He's get the hit guy. by the car. He helped Shelley last episode mm-hmm. <laughs> when no. Becky like flew her. Across a lawn. Yeah, it's um, like, oh, wait, whoops, sorry, Mom. Yeah, oh, I forgot about that. They're building him up as this good guy for a reason, I think. He's going to come into play. I, and I and I love that. I think that is part of, for me, what was missing from the original Twin Peaks until Fire Walk with me. Like, a nice person. More Carl. Yeah. <laughs> more Carl. More Carl. Like a god figure. More Harry Dean Stanton. You know, there's devil, whatever, aliens, yeah. whatever you want to call it. But I need a very pure, someone that wants to do good and help everybody. And I don't think I ever got that until Fire Walk With Me. But I didn't realize it when I watched Fire Walk right, With Me. Right, because you don't really get to know Carl very much. You see him, when, what you do see of Carl, he seems a little bit surly. But you do actually get that yes, moment where you have that lady at the trailer park who's like, where's my hot water, Carl? And I think the last time you see Carl is him walking off with this lady, presumably to help her. Uh, which was nice. And yeah, as far as characters that are pure and well-intentioned, I feel like you get... Elements of it in the original show, I think you could Sheriff argue that Truman. Sheriff yeah. Truman and even even Dale. Cooper until yeah. he disappears into the lodge. But most of the innocence that we see, I think, is there largely to be corrupted. Yeah, 
Let's talk about uh, this Ben Horn and Sheriff Truman scene. This is the first scene where I was like, oh, he's trolling us. He's trolling us on Lynch purpose. Lynch is trolling us. I was Which like, part? Specifically, so we have this entire conversation where Sheriff Frank comes to tell Ben that it was Richard who mowed down the little boy. And they have this long conversation about his grandson, even going so far as to emphasize that Richard never had a father. And not once in this conversation do we even mention Audrey. And I feel like this scene goes on long. And we do get some really interesting stuff. We see, obviously, the key finally changes hands. And we see that plot thread connected. We see Ben showing some new shades, which I think reinforces what showing I Showing his old to... colors, I thought. He was, he How do you seemed, mean? I thought he was a little soft in the old epi- in the past couple episodes. But in this episode, he's like, oh, I can't even remember her name. Like, I like, like that moment felt he, very, very authentic. He seemed but... very like his old self, which in the other episode, you know, he wasn't sure if he wanted to, like, cheat on his, like, estranged wife with Beverly. Right. Like, it, he, I don't know. I was like, oh, he's grown soft with old age. And I'm like, no, that's the same Ben Horn that we knew. But I feel like, I feel like Ben from the original series would not have offered to pay all of the medical expenses. I don't know. He seems like somebody that pays his problems away to me. Uh, I, I that, actually, that's actually, that's a fair argument. That's a fair argument. But his reaction, I don't know, his reaction felt genuine to me. I think that Ben knew that Richard was going to do this. It's as though, you know, yeah, he knew he was yeah. a bad kid, and... Something was bound to happen, because he said, you know, every time it gets a little worse with, than the next. With Harry, like, yes. Harry apparently had some history with Richard. And I'm happy that he paid for Miriam's... Uh, Whatever her name was. Miriam. Her name is this Miriam. green Schwinn bike that, that Ben's dad gave him, and he tells the story twice, and it's just... Is that just to help, like, give the contrast to Richard Horn? I think and his so. Upbringing? It kind of makes you start feeling a little... It's like they want you to feel a little more deep about it. But also, if Richard Horn didn't have a... Who knows who his father was, whatever, but... When we, he has his grandfather, who honestly is as old as my father, probably. Well, let's step back a second. When they said, you know, he grew up without a father, my first thought was, it's... It's, it's Dale. Cool. It's definitely Mr. It's, C, Yeah. I, I think. She didn't agree with me. No. What I, is I, okay. I, okay. I, how can you explain it away, an alien? Who's the baby daddy? <laughs> well, the frog? The giant. It's the giant. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it, yeah they look a lot alike. You guys, there are, but the thing is, is he that I don't think Dale, like his actual Dale, he did not impregnate Audrey. No, definitely not, not Dale, no. no. I think he'd already I think been Dale's taken over. Rapey. Yeah, when Mr. C came out of the lodge, and it I think. It wouldn't have been rapey right. for, like, Audrey wanted Dale so hard. However, if she's she in a coma, like, doesn't matter how much you Dale. want somebody when you're awake, if you're comatose, that's, that's rape, y'all. Oh, no, I. I We're agree. Not laughing. We're not I, think, I also I think, think it is. I think it's funny. I think it's no. It's getting him. I think it's him. But I definitely. I. I am very much of the opinion. I feel like we've gotten enough clues. Whether it was uh, the conversation that uh, uh, Doctor Hayward had via Skype with Sheriff Frank, where he Speaking mentioned. Of, did you guys see? Uh, we didn't talk about this last name? week. Oh uh, gosh, Gersten Hayward yes. was the girl that in the Stephen basement was with. when the gun went off. Did yeah, you guys oh, notice that Alicia okay, Witt's character, okay. Okay. Donna's little sister, who played that the piano was last week in season yeah. two? Yeah, and we did. I did not even catch that last so week. She's got to be coming in for something else too. And why does she live in that skeezy place? Again, I wish we could like watch the entirety of this season 
and then talk about it because <laughs> I think we would know so we would understand things. There are so many random things that are like put in and out of the show. You know they're important, but you also don't know what the F it means. Well, and some of this stuff, again, like this episode more than any episode I've seen so far, like anybody that has up until this point been frustrated with the pacing mm-hmm. and how we're not doling out information as quickly as some people would like. And I totally, I completely get it. I try to abandon every bit of expectation I have and just go with what they give me. But tonight there were a couple of sequences where I sat there going, I think this is hilarious and I bet this is deeply infuriating to some people. And one <laughs> one such sequence is shortly after the scenes that we're talking about where Gordon Cole has a female visitor in his room oh my and Albert comes in to talk yes. about Diane and the text and Gordon asks her to wait downstairs at the bar. I'll call you at the bar. And this woman takes what feels like a full five yeah. minutes to exit the room. I told Sam when she, I, when she started getting ready, I said, this is going to take a while. And I literally went to the kitchen, got a Coke, came back and sat down and watched her for like two more minutes. And she just keeps finding new business to do. And I found it genuinely hysterical because it felt to me very much like that scene was there to frustrate the crap out of people who have been complaining about the pacing. Well, it was well, just like with Candy, you know, in Las Vegas with the fly. You know, it was kind of, it was that same feel mm-hmm. to it for, for sure for people like me that like to read into things might be a bit naive <laughs> I uh <laughs> shut up um okay so I think that David Lynch okay if you're gonna be in your own show why not make yourself a very pivotal part that's gonna mess things up <laughs> because this to me was a tip off that you know what? uh Gordon knows more than he seems and I know it's not the not the prostitute part, but it's just like he has a lot of hidden secrets. Well, I think we're a little ahead. We need to go back to where to, to where Gordon Cole, you know, he was talking uh, more about um, the woodsman in the sky and stuff. I feel like when he almost got sucked into that whole wormholey thing, like I feel like he's been acting different. Like, he's always been little, weird. I know he's always been off, but I feel like he's been super off till since. Albert like pulled him out of that. What would you call it? Like a wormhole, the, like this vortex. Type yeah, thing. Like, yeah, yeah. Have you not thought he's been a little more off? What that he got a hooker? Is that weird? No, I didn't think she was a hooker. <laughs> oh, no, I think we've she also was, been, no. She said he she, said that he met her she in was, the bar. Downstairs. She was there visiting somebody. Yeah, yeah. Who's a mother? A friend of her mother's. Very whose sick. Daughter well, had what, disappeared or something <laughs> like that. That's what every guy says that gets a hooker. But that's how we get that. But that's how we get that wonderful. But no, we get that wonderful turnip joke, and the joke it's hilarious. I like Hilarious, not even because the joke is that funny, but because we hold for a good I don't know four five seconds just going back and forth on David Lynch and Miguel Ferrer's just stone expressionless faces and that makes the joke hysterical to me. Well you think he knows something more than he's saying do you not think that he might have gotten something out of that that moment with those woodsmen for a second? I think he's always been completely odd mm-hmm. and not no. the David Lynch type of odd even though he actually is David Lynch <laughs> right? Um, but, <laughs> he's quirky but the, this that he is maybe on top of this all and part of it and this is the moment. And you know what, guys? I'm going to throw out some crazy theories because this it, is a go. crazy show. No. And it's that, you know, possibly. <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> Lynch it again. He just, like, pops in. Uh, I think that, you know, Gordon could have always known things. 
I think Gordon definitely has more information about the mythology of Twin Peaks dating back a number of years. Well, didn't than we've he appoint talk about. Philip Jeffries to be the head of the Blue Rose? Yes, he he so appointed Philip Jeffries, and he it. was in, according to the book Secret History of Twin Peaks was involved in, in installing Doug Milford, who's the one who eventually appointed Major Briggs to that Blue Pine station. So Gordon knows a bit, but I assume by now most of what Gordon knew, he's shared elements of with Albert, if only because everything that we've established Gordon probably has a line on has directly come into play. Now, of course, Gordon's been heavily involved in this work for decades and decades. I'm sure there are volumes of things that he knows and has probably told nobody about. Is it for sinister purposes? I... Who, maybe. Who knows, man? Like, that would definitely be as upsetting as anything could be, right? And I'm still waiting for the knife to get twisted. I've been waiting all season for something truly, truly upsetting to happen to one of these characters or to be perpetrated yeah. by one of these characters upon other characters that we know and care about. Well, there's conspiracy theories going around about so many things in the show, but there was one, there was talk about, I don't know if we talked about this, but Albert had possibly changed the numbers on the arm when he showed the picture to Diane. The oh. coordinates. Oh, the, the, the coordinates. I yeah. doubt it because it goes straight to Twin Peaks and that's where we're all going to. I, mean, I doubt it. Where we are there now. was some weird theory out there. Some random I thing I thought of. I was listening to the Lana Del Rey, the new Lana Del Rey album and she was singing <laughs> about a garland of roses and then it made me think Garland bl- Briggs Blue Rose. Oh my God! She I should have it, been in the show. They I know, had right? Her she should have been totally what if she does? at the Roadhouse. Like one of the end sequences. Oh, we I feel know. like we would know. We they gave heard. the full list. Of what if she put her? What if she was playing the tree arm thing? <laughs> <laughs> and they're holding that credit, and afterwards right. she can finally talk about know. how she wore. And they brought in Andy Circus to help with the mocap, and she just <laughs> st- put the dots on and stood very still and was like, "I sound like this." <laughs> <laughs> I can't really see that, but maybe we'll hope. I hope Lex just made you see it. I mean, he did it perfectly. I did. Do I? Am I not the spitting image of Lana Del Rey? I, I could like you? hear the music and the tree guy dancing for sure. Next, you guys, we need to get into the you know Dr. Jacoby yes. and of course Audrey. It's Bye. seven o'clock. Do you know where your freedom is? <laughs> the gold shovel and whenever of shit. It is, digging yourself out of the shit and, and Nadine yes. still watching the show yes. be like it's working for me Dr. Am shovel yourself out of the shit she and into it. the truth and the shit is alien <laughs> <laughs> we need to get a shovel on this show sorry I mean I just can't like not see it any other way except that it's it's as though someone uh, aliens let's say are, are okay I can't wait till the Guys, comments no I love in. it I love it go all right, so they are, like, inhabiting people step by step, person by person. And it's happening faster and faster. And it's like, how do you not get inhabited? Like how do you get out of this and you shovel yourself yourself out of the shit with this gold shovel and you, like, get aliens off of you? I w- I'm going to be totally honest. If they reveal in the last episode that you are <clears throat> All you dead needed on was accurate, a gold shovel. I'm going to oh, sit and I'm going to go, like, oh, that's not even the weirdest thing they could have done. That's fine. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I really wouldn't. I, I I I know Michael's looking at me being like <laughs> yeah, the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my uh, life. You but, said that, not me. Oh, shut up! <laughs> but and by the way, I love Michael. He's yes, a great friend are, of mine. We, we're we we're very friend. close. Um, 
<laughs> so, you know, all, all in good fun, guys. Well, so uh, Mark Flanagan in the chat points out yeah. something that we skipped over, but I was just reminded <laughs> of when you're like, well, how do you escape these inhabiting spirits? You make like Jerry Horn and you just book it as fast as you can <laughs> away from the I'm woods. like not even paying attention to him at this point. Jerry well, he's Horn. He's important, is like, though. Why is he I, like popping up randomly running away from Well, I'll things? pay attention to him when he does something important. But I love that so far, Jerry's big arc in Twin Peaks, the return is, I got really, really high in the woods and it's scary and I'm leaving the woods now. Well, I was texting you guys uh, after episode 10. I think that Jerry Horn's actually on Sparkle, which is the new drug. Which maybe in, is why he heard Peaks. his foot talking to him? Yeah, I think the new drug has something to do with White Lodge, Black Lodge, aliens, whatever you want to call it. I think the new drug might have something to do with infecting people or like taking people over. I feel like I don't know. The way that uh, everyone on that drug is acting, like, look at Amanda Seyfried's character. She was acting what seems to be a little out of character. But how you know? are we going to tie this back to Laurel Palmer? Because we are. I mean, ah! That's ah. <laughs> maybe, ah. It's, maybe it's aliens and drugs. Or wait, maybe the aliens brought the drugs. It's like, it could hey, be guys, alien, want some drugs? It could be alien drugs. No, Sparkle. Red. And Red, hey, Red could be the head alien bringing the drugs to town. And, I mean, and the only is. way to kill Red is with a golden shovel. Yes. 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 I think we figured it out. We just cracked it. You guys don't even have to watch have the rest of the night. season. We're done. <laughs> We're packing it in. I will just say, it's like David Lynch has driven us all insane. You know, <laughs> pretty much. We're just going for anything that we but can do. But what I think, to. too, I yeah. think in hindsight, when we get to the end of this season and we're able to watch the entire we'll thing back. All of this, over, I sure. re- and I really think, too, absolutely, we're gonna, because we're going to know what exactly is being referred to in moments where mm-hmm. we have no clue of the significance. But also, I feel like we're going to see in hindsight so much of what's there. It really is meant to be taken at face value. I feel like we're every moment that something is clear up, I feel like they're letting us know pretty clearly that something is up. And I feel like the moments where that isn't the case, I feel like maybe not necessarily, but we don't know why anything is happening. So it seems, it really does increasingly seem like every moment is packed with many, many layers of significance that may not even be there. Like, who knows why we keep cutting to two random people, two or three random people sitting in a booth at the Roadhouse that seem to have no connection to anybody else. Maybe that will pay off in some profound way. Oh, it and will. I, I have a theory. But before we get to that, though. <laughs> yes, let's, let's not of skip course. all the way to the end. Audrey. The main okay. event. Yes. Audrey is I wrote is it back. really big. Audrey. Her oh. husband is, you know, a, like not who we expected. in a chair. Yeah. Yes. Uh, although yeah. I really he didn't have any shoulders. I loved this performance though, and I wish <laughs> I needed to go back. This is another. I the character's name was Charlie. Charlie. Yeah. Charlie. And I I want to go back into the credits. <clears throat> of course, I'm going to watch this episode again, and I want to find this actor's name because I really enjoyed his work in this scene. This was another scene. This scene went on for the better part of <laughs> like ten, 10 minutes. minutes. Yeah. And this was another scene where I felt like he he must be doing this on purpose to troll people to some extent. No, I think it means something. Oh, there's definitely it's definitely connected. Um, she referenced Billy, a and bunch it, of people we don't even know. Billy who they and are. Chuck, but we've heard we know that there is a Billy of some significance in this story somewhere. If you go back to, I want to say it's part seven, where at the very end we cut to the double R and somebody runs in and asks if anyone's seen Billy. Okay, so we've oh, got an answer. But we don't know any of these people. If we have and, met them, we people, don't know. I it. saw a couple of people like right after the show. I jumped on just to check out like what some of the conversation was, and a couple of people were pointing out 
they think Billy is the guy who got his truck stolen by Richard, who Andy we went know to that, talk to, and then vanished. So we know that Billy will presumably, uh, Audrey looking for Billy, will bring her into the rest of this story. And I think it's hilarious after last episode when we were all so positive it would be the attack that Richard perpetrated against her mother and Johnny that might bring her back into the fold. It seems like she doesn't even know that Richard has, has, no. done, has done anything that no, we've not seen. Really. That, right. she, that he's involved at all. It- Oh, go ahead, Michael. I think they're probably, it seems like they're probably estranged, her and her son Richard. Um, I wouldn't ever, I, as much as I'm sure I will love my future children, uh, <laughs> if they are Richard, then I would just send him to a mental hospital. And we're assuming also <laughs> that that this is a child who's a product of rape, so we don't really know how Audrey... Rape by a literal demon. Yeah. Yeah, so we don't demon know... Demon rape, it's cool. Well, probably it's Audrey be- wouldn't know that. But but it would be a demon she's obsessed with. I mean, Dale. Like, Dale. She loved Dale. I know she was in a coma and all of that. Why wasn't Richard going to her for help instead of the grandparents? It seems like she's totally cut him out of her life. And this relationship with Charlie, her new husband, who she's trying to divorce, and she what she, did she rained say? to him, didn't she? She was Poor like, guy. "I am screwing uh, Billy." Billy, right? yeah, she, yes, she's screwing Billy. Billy. So we're assuming he's like a, a grown up. And Tina's a bitch. We know that. Much. Yeah, we know Tina's a bitch. <laughs> what she what is going on with Tina? Chuck was probably the last person to see him. Right. Yep. And then she wanted him. She wanted Charlie to call up Tina, and then mm-hmm. they had the phone. But call. didn't he say, "I got to go back and watch this scene again"? Because didn't Charlie say that Chuck stole Billy's truck? Isn't Chuck the same name? Charlie is Chuck. But it's a different guy. I really, okay, I got to go so back th- and watch this. It was again. a really yeah, confusing fair. scene. But That's one, confusing, David. One thing I really liked about it was that we see kind of how. Audrey has come because she used to be such a you know come hither like 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 teasing mm-hmm. trolling and now she is very to the point. She's like fight she, me, yeah though. she just yeah she mm-hmm. is totally fierce like she's lost all of that like childlike innocence. innocence. She can swear up a storm yeah. now. She is mm-hmm. tough. I love it. Let's talk briefly. We, we touched on it uh, with Diane at the bar and the coordinates. I liked her. Twin Peaks. I liked mm-hmm. her memory device, where it really seems like she remembered the numbers in groupings based on how many syllables are mm-hmm. in coordinates. I don't know why she didn't just take a picture of the coordinates instead of memorizing it. Aliens. Maybe it's because she knows that the FBI keeps looking at her phone when she goes to the bathroom and yeah. has a cigarette. Well, not even that. Uh, to be fair, though, in the moment, how do you go? I'm getting phone out, so I'll picture this without Albert or Gordon going. Diane, well, why are you doing that? I don't know. It seemed like she, she I feel like Diane's kind of like I don't want to say a spy, but tough enough to do what she wants. Sure, but I that's I why know. I love that she didn't need to be that overt about uh, yeah, it. She could just maybe. completely just quietly commit it to memory, which I thought was really cool. And it speaks to your point. Like uh, Diane can Maybe can she handle, has like a photographic memory in yeah, some like she can way. handle handle some, yeah. some stuff. I've never really wanted Atomic a, blonde. You know, a tattoo before. <laughs> But now... You want Diane's face on your arm? Uh, you no, I, just, I want the coordinates of Twin Peaks. <laughs> like, on my butt, probably. Yeah, yeah. that'd be, that'd be so really So everyone nice, you know? can find it. No, wait, it'd be here. Oh, so everybody... The oh, be here. Oh, my oh I get it. Wow, Lisa. <laughs> you're rocking it today. Well, Let's rock. <laughs> lastly, you guys, we have the bang bang. We, like, touched on it earlier. There are these... I'm not gonna... I called them randoms. 
random girls. They're Rando. beautiful women, and they are there, and they are always like, I don't know. They are into what is happening, and it's something that we don't understand. But they kind of seem like they want to stay out of it a little bit, too. But sometimes it seems like they know when they are in it as though, like, Sarah Palmer was. Like, uh, you know, just, like, very... Like a suspect? Yeah. No, not like An a suspect. Associate. Like a seer? No, like they are hypnotized or something. Um, I definitely girls. saw that in Sky Ferreira's character, for sure, uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And I would. they keep talking about this girl, how she'd be so jealous if her boyfriend found out or whatever. And I'm assuming that's the girl that they're talking about, but I don't know, because they said that she's been like... Missing, like out, on, like like not mm-hmm. showing up to things, mm-hmm. and that girl looked like she kind of went where the wind took her. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure how this ties into anything else we're seeing. No. Although uh, this character Trick is apparently very lucky to be alive after almost being run off the road by somebody, and I have a feeling that might come back somehow. But I. I wonder not. who might have done that. Yeah, no, mm. I, I couple potential guesses, but I'm <laughs> yeah. not even going to try and throw one out off the top of my head. But another thought that I had listening to these two girls have this conversation. And by the way, the uh, the Latina is an actress named uh, Ana de la Riguera, I believe. Uh, I was like, where do I know her from? It was driving me nuts. And I looked it up. Nacho Libre. She's uh, mm. Sister Encarnacion in mm. Nacho Libre. I have not seen that. Um, but uh, they were talking about all these relationships. It's like, oh, she's going to be so mad when she finds out he's being unfaithful. I hope he doesn't mess this up, whatever. I thought about Invitation to Love. And I thought about how we haven't gotten... <laughs> I, I don't assume we're going to see more invitation to love in this incarnation Maybe of the like show. Maybe like a DVD box set but laying I around love, somewhere. But I really love that in this world where we're not cutting to an in-universe soap opera, we do have our own version. Like these girls, clearly their stories, as it were, is just yeah. talking about the interpersonal drama in their own lives. Now, maybe that was part of the intention. Probably not, but that was a thought that I had at one point. Well, on that note, guys, let's get into predictions for next week. Your After Buzz TV predictions. Who wants to start? Michael, I feel like you have a lot of opinions. Oh, can, uh, can we take it? Can I hold it? Can we, can we hold you, it? Is the log resting? You have to hold oh, it. Oh, I have to hold it. Okay. <laughs> and then we'll pass it around. All right. Uh, I feel... Gosh, I have so many thoughts. I feel like... Uh, I feel like we might get to go to the drape shops. No, I'm just kidding. We still I, have not seen I know. I really want to go in there. I I don't know. I keep feeling like Amanda Seyfried's character, Becky, is going to end up kind of like Laura, Laura Palmer. Palmer. But I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I'm not really solid on anything this week. Who's next? Lisa. <laughs> Lisa. Not Lisa. Lisa. Okay. My friend's listening. She rolls her eyes and just takes the log. She's you like, feel I me, guys. Come I on. We're this. all like, jeez. Well, I mean, this isn't really my prediction, but obviously Audrey said that she was going to the roadhouse. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be exciting. That's all i got to say about that. I hope she dances. Everything, everything is converging. We're seeing it happen. We're moving now into the final third, and I know that I believe starting next week, the show is going to air an hour earlier. Yes, we'll see. I hope that doesn't mean it's going to be less graphic. Well, we'll see how things (laughs) even ramp up or in what way. We're now far enough in, and the story is being told in such a way that I feel like if you hadn't jettisoned every last expectation you had, (laughs) do so now because I think what we're going to end up getting. I think, yes, it'll be fan service in ways that I'm certainly not expecting as of this moment, but I don't think it's going to be at all like 
anything that you, uh, any of us, could guess right now. We have not seen Big Ed yet. He is our last, I think, our oh. last major cast member from the original show that we have not yeah. seen. Very we much, know he's going to be there because we saw him in previews. Yes. Though. Very much looking forward to seeing Big Ed, however he pops up. And here's my, my, big, my big definitive prediction. Next week, we'll get more Dougie Jones than we got this week. We got so little, we <laughs> didn't even mention. We did not even that. mention the one very brief scene where we learned, gets hit in the head where we learned that Dougie Jones does not play catch, surprising yeah. absolutely nobody. Uh, but I predict, yes, we will probably return to Dougie Jones and hopefully the Mitchum brothers, who I quite enjoy, in a bigger way next week. But who knows, really? It worried me that he didn't react to the ball. That's all I gotta say. (laughs) (laughs) I think it would worry anybody. It's a ball, you know? Uh, Okay, so I think that the Laura Palmer of it all is going to come full circle. This is where it's gonna start. It's all going to come back. You know, we saw Sarah Palmer and her, what's happening with her. I think that that family or what, it's that family, it's that house, I don't know what it is. It's happening again. But it is, and I agree. In the kitchen, apparently. <laughs> no. The yeah. Becky of it all, I think that Becky is the new Sarah Palmer. I have thought so since the second she was introduced. I mean, guys, have you ever seen Veronica Mars? Amanda Seyfried? Like, it, it, that Veronica Mars in itself, you really never saw it? No, that it's took good. so Sorry. much from Twin Peaks. And uh, Amanda Seyfried in that show essentially was the Laura Palmer of the first season. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really cool. So I would love to see that come to life again. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We love you guys. And we, you know, hope you tell us your theories and everything. One more time, where we can find you on social media. Everywhere at Lisa Mason Lee. And you find me at Michael X Shirley and at ilovemichaelshirley.com. And I am all over social media at the Lex Michael. And also, I am doing a new podcast with Tari J. Miller, who you may know from shows here at AfterBuzz. It's called Missing Out, where we try and turn each other on to things that we've missed out on. We've got a new episode dropping this Tuesday where we talk about F. Gary Gray's motion picture Friday, which somehow I had never seen. Listen as Tari holds my hand as we walk up this mountain together. We hope you like it. We had a lot of fun making it. Check it out. And you guys can find me, Sam Davidson, SamD43, Twitter and Instagram, SamDavidsonEntertainment.com. And, of course, a lot of love to uh, Rock Love Jewelry. Not even yes. kidding, you guys. Uh, I wear this stuff every day. And if you guys want some free swag, rate mm-hmm. and review us on iTunes. We're going to do a big giving at the end of the day or at the end of the season. On the 27th. 27th. We love you all, and we'll see you next week. Say Bye. nice thing. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Let's rock! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 